All right, beautiful souls, welcome back for another episode of Universe of Game. And I need you to expand your mind for this one. Expand your awareness because this one's going to be definitely a little bit esoteric to someone who's never heard of any of these concepts before. So this is going strictly from the work, the Law of One, and I'm not going to give you any other information besides that in this episode today. So if you haven't noticed, new mic, new me. All right. The, the mic quality has been an ongoing thing, but I got a completely new mic and we are all set in a, I feel like I did some good testing and I feel like we're good. So we're just going to roll with it from here on out. And so I actually originally had this titled Confederation of Planets Only, but as I started to really get into the Law of One, I found that they are all linked. The Council of Nine and the Guardians are linked to the Confederation, so I figured you might as well cover it. And the reason why I'm doing this as a first presentation after we did all the densities is because now that we understand the we understand the overarching environment of consciousness, what we're experiencing right now, okay? And so as we understand that, then it becomes clear that there's there's order to this chaos, okay? trying to adjust the music volume this song is weird like that oh <laughs> this song is weird like that it goes up and down but um but anyways yeah it's um it's a little bit weird how the universe works and so when you hear these concepts for the first time you're gonna think it's weird but once you get into it it becomes pretty apparent that it makes sense that this is the way that it all goes down all right so let's get into the show today and we are starting with uh, Confederation, then we'll get into the other two as we progress. Okay. So, first off, I want to address how in the mainstream area in December of 2020, they actually came out and said that there's a galactic federation of aliens working with the U.S. and Israel from a former security chief. Okay. So, is this the same confederation? I don't know. I mean, what I'm giving you today should give you, give you a very clear knowledge base for you to discern that for yourself because I'm giving you all pretty much all that the Law of One says about it because there's not that many. There's not that many questions about it and there's not that much talked about in it. Okay? So, as we understand the process, I just want to give you some quotes from this article. This is from MSN. So, former Israeli space security Chief Haim Ashid recently told the Israeli newspaper Yediat Aranat, okay, that the U.S. and Israel have been working with the Galactic Federation of Aliens in recent year, but humanity isn't ready to know about it. The un unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet, he said. And so this is interesting, and you'll see kind of how this plays in. So, Ashed, or Sheed, I'm not sure how he pronounces it, who led the Israel Space Security Program for nearly 30 years, said that the U.S. and Israel have been working with the Galactic Federation to create an underground base on Mars. Newsweek reports. There is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract to do experiments here. So, Ashid said President Donald also knows about the deal with aliens and he almost revealed the truth to the country however the federation wouldn't allow him to speak about the aliens because it would have caused mass 
hysteria. So they don't want to talk about it because people aren't ready. And you'll see that that's a theme. That's a theme with what the Law of One says. It confirms this. They have been waiting until today for humanity to develop a, and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. Okay. So let's get into what the Law of One says about the, the uh, Confederation and how that plays out for us. Because this does have huge implications. This has huge implications for the collective consciousness and what's going to happen in the future and what's happening right now, actually. So this actually was in the, the, the beginning of the law of one, one of the first sessions It's session six, question 24. And most of them are from six and seven. So questioner, do any of the UFOs that are presently reported come from other planets here at this time, or do you have this knowledge? Ra. I am one of the members of the Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator. There are approximately 53 civilizations, comprising approximately 500 planetary consciousness complexes in this confederation. This confederation contains those from your own planet, interesting, who have attained dimensions beyond your third. It contains planetary entities within your solar system and it contains planetary entities from other galaxies. It is a true confederation in that its members are not alike, but allied in service according to the law of one. So the implications of that first question is that there are 53 different civilizations that are a part of this confederation. And how that plays out is that there's a, there's a, there's the Confederation that we're talking about now, and then there's the Orion group, which is kind of their own thing on the negative side. And that spans through multiple densities. That that's that goes third, fourth, fifth, and early sixth. But as we know from the fifth, sixth, and seventh density show, that you can't get past sixth. Sixth, you have to release your polarity into oneness, into divine love, and you have to accept that as a quality of divinity, which is what the negative side doesn't do and the positive side doesn't uh, doesn't truly get into the oneness aspect until sixth as well because they haven't fully accepted the negative which is intriguing to think about okay so there are representatives from our planet that are in higher densities or dimensions okay and it's interesting that they use the word dimensions here instead of densities, because I thought I would have thought that they would have said densities. So maybe there's a definition of dimensions that I'm not aware of in the law of one. But I'm going to say that in this quote, it's probably meant to be the same thing, maybe just wording, because that's what makes sense in accordance to the rest of the law of one. So the entities aren't all the same. Fascinating. All right. So session seven now, question eight. At what point would this calling be enough for you to openly come among the people on earth? Which is, okay, stop the quote for a sec. This is one of the most talked about things so much on the planet right now. When are they going to land? When, what's happening? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? So how many entities on earth would have to call the Confederation? Ra. We do not calculate the possibility of coming among your peoples by the number of calling. 
but by a consensus among an entire societal memory complex, which has become aware of the infinite consciousness of all things. This has been possible among your peoples only in isolated instances. So there has never been a complete, a complete going into the next, the next stage of human evolution yet, not as a complete whole human collective that it's only been in isolated instances, which we can see if we get into ancient history. I mean, there's a whole show on that ancient aliens, right? Where they talk about how there's different ET races that came down. That's what this is referring to. It's that some of them had contact depending on their level of consciousness and their calling. And the calling is the law of squares, which means that when you call out to divinity or to the one infinite creator, it's heard and it's squared. That is fascinating because if it's squared, then it has a much more, much greater potency than we would think. All right. In the case wherein a social memory complex, which is servant of the creator, sees this situation and has an idea for the appropriate aid, which can only be done, done among your peoples. The social memory complex desiring this project lays it before the Council of Saturn. If it is approved, the, um, the planetary boundary is lifted. And you can see the screen if you want to know what word I'm talking about. It's a word of what people have called it all last year for what's happening in the world. Okay. So this is interesting. So when enough of us call or if a group, if a group of beings have an idea of how they can help the planet, they don't just go do it. They lay it before the council of Saturn. Okay. Which is also the council of nine. It's the same thing. They're the same thing. Okay, and we're going to get into what the Council of Nine or Saturn, however you want to put it, however you want to put it, they're they're they are on Saturn in the rings. That's why they're the Council of Saturn. All right. So here's the question about the Council. Okay. So this is the next the next question in the same session. So question nine, session seven. I have a question here. I believe that the Council from Jim. Or I have a question here about the council from Jim. Who are the members and how does the council function? Ra. I am Ra. The members of the council are representatives from the confederation and from those vibratory levels of your inner planes bearing responsibility for your third density. Okay, so it gets really complex here. So I need you to stick with me. And I will ex I'll do my best to explain it afterwards. The names are not important because there are no names. Your mind-body-spirit complexes request names, and so, in many cases, the vibratory sound complexes, which are consonant with the vibratory distortions of each entity, are used. However, the name concept is not part of the council. If names are requested, we will attempt them. However, not all have chosen names. So they don't have names. That we're, we're just kind of giving them names based on reference of what we know about them. Okay, so continue with the quote. In number, the council that sits in constant session through varying in its members by means of balancing, which takes place, what you would call irregularly, is nine. 
That is the session council. To back up this council, there are 24 entities which offer their services as requested. These entities faithfully watch and have been called the guardians. Okay, so we're getting a good view here of what, what the different ones are and what they do. So there's the guardians, which are 24 entities which guard the council of nine or the council of Saturn, same thing. And that, and we'll continue with the quote. The council operates by means of what you would call telepathic contact with the oneness or unity of the nine. There's the, the distortions blending harmoniously so that the law of one prevails with ease. When a need for thought is present, the council retains the distortion complex of this need, balancing it as described, and then recommends what it considers as appropriate action. So they take thought and they put they they balance it within themselves. And then they recommend what they consider to be appropriate action. So this is what they do. This includes one, the duty of admitting social memory complexes to the Confederation. So that's the first thing they do. Two, offering aid to those who are unsure how to aid the social memory complex requesting aid in a way consonant with both the call, the law, and the number of those calling. That is to say, sometimes the resistance of the call. So let me pause for a second before we hit number three. So number two, so they they help other other social memory complexes, such as literally they helped um, Ra. If and um, they might not have helped them come up with the idea, like we're talking about number two. It might have been the way of number one, where Ra had an idea for how to help the planet, like they did in Egypt, and in other cases as well. They've helped, and so if they don't know how they want to help, but they want to help, like this is what number two is saying, then they will go to the council and they will help them decide on how to help, depending on the call, the law, and the number of those calling, because it's different. You're probably going to do different things depending on how many beings are calling for help, which is what we have been doing. Okay. So, and number three, internal questions in the council are determined. Okay. These are the prominent duties of the council, they are, if in any doubt, able to contact the 24 who then offer consensus judgment thinking to the council. Council then may reconsider any question. So then the council is like, okay, interesting. Now we're going to ask these 24 who offer their own opinions, and then they might reconsider based on what the guardians have to say. All right. So next question, question 10, session seven, question. Is the Council of Nine the same nine that was mentioned in this book? And he's talking about a different book. Ra. The Council of Nine has been retained in semi-undistorted form by two main sources, that known in your naming as Mark and that known in your naming as Henry. In one case, the channel became the scribe. In the other, the channel was not the scribe. However, without the aid of the scribe, the energy would not have come to the channel. So next question. Questioner, the names you spoke of, are they Mark Probert and Henry? I never thought of how to say his last name. Puharich. Ra, this is correct. Okay, so if you want to know more about the Council of Nine, it's undistorted with those two. 
and to look those up if you want to get really deep into it. But today's episode was all about getting an understanding of how that works. Okay, so in summary, how it works is that you have one being, or you have one, number one. You have the confederation, which handles everything, all right? And then number two, you have the council, which handles the confederation. So technically, the confederation handles a lot of things, but then they go to the council for for major decisions. And then you have the guardians, which also help the council. So when I talk about and we get into the future about Earth history, and I mention the council of Saturn or the council of nine or the council in general, now you're going to have a good understanding of what exactly is going on when we speak of these concepts because they're important they're super important to the overall picture that first off the implications of all of this material is that we there's a plan like there's a plan and there has always been a plan for what's going on like there it's not it's not like we're just thrown out here and like okay let's let's see how it goes let's let's check it out no, there's a there's a legit way that consciousness evolves and that it's it's being observed and it's being watched over and there there is light forces that are helping us to maintain a level of free will. So then that that begs the question. You got to ask the question. So then what? So then what? So so was all of this that's happening right now? Was it part of the plan? No, that is a really good question. And it seems as though it might be. It might be part of the plan for us to experience what's happening right now. That in order for us to get to higher levels of consciousness or to get to a place of peace, maybe we have to go through the dark night of the soul. We have to go through the hero's journey. And as we go through the hero's journey, there's going to be parts that are rough. There's going to be parts that seem really difficult. But you don't really embody your fullest potential unless you go through that hero's journey. And so maybe right now these beings are on the on the outside looking in. And we're, we have this limited perspective because we're in it. You know? And so we can't see the full picture of the story. But there are beings that are outside that are looking in and, and maybe they know a little bit more about what's happening than we do. And so all we can do right now is understand and trust. And really, I trust isn't really the right word. Have faith in a couple things. Have faith that there is a plan for what's happening and that everything will take care of itself one way or the other and that you can't control what that plan is or how it plays out. But what you can do is you can align yourself to peace. You can align yourself to even courage or, you know, different different levels of consciousness. So if we're looking at levels of consciousness here, I thought I adjusted it so shame was on there. Dang it. Oh, I can do it right now. Okay, let's put shame on there. There it is. Now you can kind of see shame. So shame's at the bottom. But what I'm saying is that you don't have control over what's happening in the world. But what you do have control of is your own interpretation of how that goes. 
Okay. So you can think that it's going to go crappy. You're going to think that you can think that the world's going downhill or you can understand there maybe there's a plan that maybe they're you're in a game of some sorts and that the game just like when we play games let's say we're playing a game in which there's a storyline for the game and that the storyline is let's just just imagine i'm not saying this is this is fact right but just imagine that this is what's happening imagine there's a storyline going on and the storyline's kind of fixed right and as the storyline is fixed we have the free will to kind of do the different play the game in different ways now this is going to get really destiny this is going to bring up a lot of questions i know i can feel it so when we think about this concept that it might be we okay so when we think about how reality is going to play out. I'm not saying that the whole storyline is fixed, but what I'm saying is that it's inevitable that the light wins. It's inevitable to me. And it becomes pretty clear when you understand the whole picture that it's taken care of. And it's just kind of like when you play games, you know, you win the game most of the time. And how you win the game in this game is you recognize your own divinity. You become aware of your own divinity. You don't have to win an outside anything. Because it's almost like, it's not that you're losing, or it's like, it's more, I feel like winning and losing is not the right term here. What I'm looking for is how you complete the, the game. How you complete the game is you recognize that you are one with everything. And that's the highest levels of consciousness here. So, but when we see that we don't necessarily have control over which timeline humanity picks, not saying that the whole thing is fixed, but that there's specific timelines in which, you know, our past has narrowed us down into these events that could possibly happen due to the past okay so as society picks picks away you know which way are we going to pick through here all you can do is interpret your own path and how that's playing out and i know that seems so weird but what i'm saying is you can only perceive that like this look at this if you are on the youtube okay this is the map of consciousness life view what I'm this is a perfect example of what I'm saying. When you look at life like it's hopeful, that would be the level of consciousness of willingness. Okay? Life it, it's hopeful. Like we can do this. And you get to choose how you view life. And that's where you relieve yourself of suffering. Because you don't necessarily need to change the outside world to say that I'm okay now, because that's what a lot of people think, especially at the beginning of your awakening. It's kind of like, well, when the world's okay, I'll be okay. But actually, you determine when the world's okay by your own frequency right now. And that when you get to a higher level, you'll know because you'll see the world differently. And you'll perceive that in a, in a way that will actually benefit you and humanity, which actually in turn changes the world. Right? So this is kind of how consciousness evolves, all right? And so as we move, through the densities, that's all you control. You can control, and right now you're not on the confederation. Right now, and in this individual form, you're not at least, right? So don't worry too much about it. But the whole point of me doing this today is to give you a sense that there might be beings that have power on the light side that we might not hear about. When was the last time you heard about something like this, right? And 
when a lot of people hear stuff like this, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, buddy. Guardians, yeah, okay. But maybe, maybe that's because they don't want you to know about them. Maybe that's been hidden so that you don't see that there's a greater plan going on. So that you kind of struggle more. And so this is what I'm I'm getting at. That there might be there might be something more going on here that we know than we know about. Okay. So that's gonna do it for today's episode. That's the main part of the council about the guardians and about the confederation. And as we get into more episodes, you'll hear about them and how it played out through Earth's history and all of that. Okay. So I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for watching. Peace.